Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. I'm known as the Mental MacGyver. My doctorate is in organizational business psychology with a concentration in sport and performance. And I provide luxury level, high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Dave Roberts. He is a teacher and the co-author of the book, When the Psychology Professor Met the Minister and a Bereavement Support Specialist. I have Bonnie Sussman Versace. She is a re-imager at Focused LLC, where she specializes in developing leaders, building positive and productive workplace cultures, and improving individual, team, and enterprise-wide performance. I also have Gary Fredericks. He is the CEO of OnPoint Partners, where they provide back office services for small businesses. The question today, how did you learn to delegate and what challenges have you had with it? Bonnie, kick us off. All right, great topic as usual. If you're responsible, accountable for doing a task and it's something that you actually like doing. If you can possibly part from it, long enough to gift it to someone else to do, they will do everything, that, especially if they enjoy working with you or they see value in it, they will do everything they can to make it happen, to, to complete it, to complete it well, to complete it on time. And it, it opens the door to the mindset of Delegating doesn't have to be a horrible thing. Delegating doesn't have to be, well, I'd rather do it myself because nobody else can do it the same way I can. People will say, well, I can't trust that somebody's going to get it done because they don't have the experience for it. But if you start with the heart, sit down, show them what you need done, get the expectations in there, delegation is a wonderful thing. I learned about delegation early on in my career as an addictions counselor for the state of New York. I was fortunate to have a supervisor who turned out to be a really terrific mentor who was an ex-Navy SEAL commander and a clinical social worker, which was quite a combination. He built our team like he would a SEAL team. He took a look at the people he had around him. He decided which task he needed to have done for the mission for the team to get, to get accomplished. He put people in positions where they could succeed based on their strengths, gave them specific instructions of what he wanted done, left us alone so we could do our job. And he was always responsive when we needed him, but he really was a model for shared leadership. And if you're going to delegate effectively, you have to be willing to share leadership. I think with and trust those individuals or well-trained individuals around you that they're going to get the job done. I think I was predisposed to uh, delegation because I don't like detail. I don't like getting involved in the details. I think what I had to learn was follow-up. You give something to somebody, you got to make sure you follow up on it or it's going to get lost. I never gave them like real detailed instructions on what to do, but parameters. We need to accomplish this. It needs to be between here and here. Make it your own, figure it out. But this is what, this is the result. So for me, it, it wasn't, learning the delegation it was learning all the other stuff that goes with it so what i'm hearing the three of you say i think is make sure that you have someone you're delegating to that you trust that you believe can do the job don't just delegate willy-nilly to anybody make sure that you actually trust them and if you don't is that a question of they're not trustable or you aren't trusting them i feel like for me 
delegating has always been really hard because to your point, Bonnie, do I trust you to do this job? What if you fail me? Is that me or is that them? If I hired wrong? A lot of times that's what it is. Unfortunately, that's what it is. Uh, sometimes we need to fill a seat. Uh, we're looking for a warm, warm body. It can't always be that way because when we're just hiring to hire, it's typically going to erode whatever else we have going on with the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. And sooner or later, somebody's going to drop out. And a lot of times it can be a key player. Uh, that you really don't want to lose. So it, hiring obviously is like one of the, one of the most critical things that we can do in business. But the trust factor is huge, and and that's really I think what brought me to being able to take this on as a gift because I've seen a lot of people that didn't trust the person they were giving the task to, or the person didn't trust them. Kind of a mutual thing going on. And as soon as the mindset changes, that it becomes something that you, you know how important this is to me. You don't even have to say it. If it's a situation where delegation didn't work, and I would agree with Gary that follow-up is really key, that we have to follow up to make sure that the task got, got done appropriately, that the instructions were understood. If it was a matter of me not trusting the employer, them not trusting me, I would look at the process. I would analyze that myself and sit down with the employee. Let's brainstorm about what went wrong. Did, were my instructions unclear? Was the task too general? Did it need to be more specific? Did my instructions need to be more specific? And I think when the process goes wrong, when delegation goes wrong, it gives supervisors a marvelous opportunity to sit down with their team, individuals in the team and team in general and brainstorm, what could we have done better? Why did it break down? I think it helps them, empowers them to buy into the mission. And it also makes them feel like they are a part of the solution as opposed to just being pawns executing a specific agenda for a leader. Yeah, and I think uh, follow-up and planning is also a way to mitigate your maybe not knowing a person well enough to know whether you can trust them or not. If you have a plan, you have a plan A, a plan B, a fallback, something that you can implement if it, if it needs to happen, and you're following up, then you learn, can I trust this person? So next time I'm a little less ang anxious when I give a project mm -hmm. to them. Delegation by itself is it's not a big deal. It's, it's not going to help you. Uh, you. You need to have all the components with it to make it work. And you don't always have the opportunity to choose who you're hiring. I worked on Wall Street. I, I used to come in and inherit all the people that were there, you know, and I had to figure out what their strengths were and, and you know, who was, uh, who was giving me a load and who was actually telling me what I needed to know. Uh, you know, it takes a while to go through all that stuff. But delegation, to me, you know, I don't like the details, so I have to delegate. I'm an idea person. I get, get the ideas, you know, we sit down, we talk about them, and I delegate the responsibilities to get things done out to other people. Do so, you guys agree with the, if somebody else can do it at 80% as well as you can, that you should delegate it? Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Well, I, I think delegation, it's, it's, it's really not about the percentages. To me, it's about, you know, I'm the manager. And my job is to, this unit has to accomplish certain things. And 
not going to be able to oversee and, and do that if I'm spending all my time working, you know, specific projects and all the details and stuff. So for me, it's, you know, it's what's my job. My job is to delegate. My job is to oversee. Okay. So, uh, you know, and my job is to put people in the proper place, you know, where they're going to succeed or to teach them, you know, or coach them. Uh, and that's what I do. So. Okay. I, I it's carrying out the expectations too. Yeah. You know, if, if you, if you set down an expectation for someone, here's what I need you to help me with, but also make it a two-way street so that there's a, a complete circle of communication. You know, here's what I need you to take care of, or um, this is what needs to be done. And then ask the question, do you feel that this is something you can accomplish? Uh, do you feel that this is, this can be done by a certain time? How long do you need to do it? And it, it becomes not about kind of barking out orders. It's more about, you know, ha having someone on the team. So that also helps with the trust factor because now you're, now you're dropping that barrier. Yeah. And I think the dovetail off of what Bonnie said, you know, I never really thought of it as, as which percentage I'd be happy with, you know, a threshold. For me, it's understanding staff resources, their strengths, utilization, utilizing staff resources properly or staff, putting them in the proper position to succeed. And then the percentages are going to take care of itself. And if something fails, it doesn't go according to plan, then it's time to sit down with the, the, uh, the your supervisee and then reevaluate the process. Well, thank you so much. That is our 10 minutes. So I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you for having this conversation with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon. Thank you, Rob. Thank you.